Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown! Every movie needs a villain to hate, and with that, we always need a hero to root for. Whether it's an everyman woman put in extraordinary circumstances, or a highly skilled, highly trained hero on a quest for revenge, fortune and glory, there is a hero in all of us, but not all of us can go on a gangster killing spree if they kill our dog. Here's our hero, Neil, with 10 movie hero facts. Thank you very much, Hero Pav. So, here we go. In the original draft of Alien, Ripley was going to be a man. Go ahead. Make my day. And it also seems John Wick had a hobby in the movies. Although filmed and cut, he loved restoring leather-bound books. Get to the chopper! John Wayne always preferred his stage name of Duke Morrison. The studio decided otherwise. This is my boomstick! And Bruce Wayne's wealth, as of today, if he was real, would be $9.5 billion. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. And because he had starred in the big screen adaptation of The Detective, Frank Sinatra had to be offered the role in its sequel, Die Hard. At the age of 73, he smartly turned it down. Speaking of old blue eyes, he was originally cast as Dirty Harry, but had to turn it down due to an injury in his hand. Go ahead. Make my day. The first choices to play Rocky in the first movie was James Kahn, Burt Reynolds and Ryan O'Neill. That's perfect timing. <laughs> George Lucas originally wanted Han Solo to be a large, green, gilled fish monster. I'm always angry. While shooting, Peter O'Toole and I.S. Johar riding together on a single camel, Sir David Lean saw that they had trouble staying on the animal. On closer inspection, a large block of hashish was discovered. Both actors were completely stoned and shooting was abandoned for the entire day. <laughs> and Indiana Jones 
was on, actually... Hang on, he hasn't finished his bit. Hang on, you're doing Oh, sorry. Oh, that was very quiet, that one. <laughs> Indiana was actually the name of George Lucas. You still Lucas. never let him finish. You can't hear it. <laughs> Hang on, Jesus. Thank you. That was very quiet, that one. Right. Very quiet. Indiana was actually the name of George Lucas's dog in Alaska Malumet. He was also the prototype for Chewbacca. Oh, we got there. Is that it? That's it. Yeah. Short one this week. <laughs> oh, goodness me. That was hard work. Anyway, hello, Neil. Hello, Pav. You okay? I'm all well and wonderful, good and wonderful hero-tastic. Facts. Wonderful facts this week. Uh, <laughs> our guest this week uh, is not only a patron. Is that how you say it? A patron? Patreon? Patreon. I don't know. He also is a host of his own podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, will you welcome Andrew Connor to the podcast? Hey! Evening, guys. How are we? We're doing good. good. We're doing good. Um, we'll talk a little bit about your podcast first, if you like, before we delve yeah. to, to the thing. Um, tell everybody what it's about and uh, why you started it. <clears throat> so the podcast called Road to Nowhere. Uh, Nowhere spelt with a, a key. Um which is the, a reference to Guardians of the Galaxy, the planet they go to. Um, basically, what we do is we we started out with Halloween Kills. That was our first episode because we'd just all seen it at that point. And then we pick uh, someone from that cast and look at their back catalogue and then pick a movie. It's mostly based around comic books, sci-fi and horror is kind of what we go for um and then so on and so forth so the the one after halloween kills was war for the planet of the apes and after, so we picked judy greer from that and then for the next one is scanner darkly because with the harrelson's in both so that's mm. kind of how we I keep it going keep it a wee bit different um we had a few christmas specials and things like that and just the usual at that time of year sort of thing a, a new year rundown um Started doing it just because I love talking about movies. I know that's going to be a bit of a an easy answer, but that's why. Basically, um, I've got I'm married, and my wife, me and my wife, have similar tastes, but she's quite into the comic book side, but not so much the sci-fi or the horror. And I was just looking for an outlet, really, for discussing mm. that. Mm. I had a little listen to your um, sort of review of 2021 today, <laughs> and I have to say, I agree with your um, assessment of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Good. Um, yeah. The guy, talk, the guy that you were talking to didn't like it, did he? Neil, no. Um, so it was, uh, yeah. Neil really hates, I think, pretty much everything Zack Snyder. Um, yeah. I had a lot of fun with that movie, yeah. Um, his Army of the Dead we spoke about, I had a, a lot less fun with, but. No, that's right. I was, I was, um, I was sat at work <laughs> nodding with you when you were, when, when he kept saying that, it's a load of shite. And you were going, oh, no, no. Because I, yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll really get, we don't want to really get into it, but the original Justice League is one of the worst movies I think I've ever mm. seen. Yeah, oh, it's utter dog shit. Yeah, but the, <laughs> the, new, the, 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 the other version, I think, just makes so much more sense. And mm -hmm. I watch it anytime it's on Sky, I'll watch it, and even though it is for like four hours right. long. Yeah, I've got the um, 4K Steelbook. Um, um, got that on release. Annoyed me, though, because it's still in the 4x3. Right. Um, which I'm not a fan of. I don't. I don't see what that adds to it. It actually takes takes away from it. But yeah, yeah, that was a fun episode. that just ended up there's five of us basically, and we just kind of um, chop and change. I'm mainly the host, 
Um, but we'll, yeah, we'll have like a chop and change for this weekend. I think we're recording, discussing all of Marvel's releases for last year. Um, and I think there's another. I think there's me plus another two for that one this week. So uh, it's interesting, and having the, the different uh, different inputs does does help, even if we, we disagree. Well, do you have a favourite genre yourself then? I'm probably horror. I think um, I mainly go horror. Yeah, um, I like old movies. Uh, probably mostly apart from musicals. I think the last musical I liked. I mean, I liked the Hamilton thing that was on Disney Plus. Um, but actual musical movies, La La Land, I liked, and mm-hmm. I kind of can go a bit of Disney musicals. But most things I do enjoy, um, as long as it's kind of well made and yeah, yeah. Well, if there's one thing that can get everybody talking and disagreeing, it's a top 10 list. Without yeah. <laughs> Neil and I, just before we go into that, Neil, what was your um, decision on Zack Snyder's Justice League? Can I be honest? Well, I haven't I seen hope it. so. I don't want you to uh, I haven't, haven't seen, seen it, it yet. No, because mm. I don't want to buy it. I haven't got Sky Movies, and that's the only place I know that's streamed it so far. And... I'm waiting for one of the other places to drop it free for me. Right. Okay. Anybody would think yeah, I was right. Scottish, Andrew. <laughs> oh, already? Oh, my, oh my God. What, what, a to, what a way to piss off our guests, Neil. <laughs> oh, I'm joking. Come on. I love Scotland. Uh, I, I holiday there every year, and I still make the same joke when I'm up there. So yeah, I'll make sure and have a look for you when you're next up. <laughs> yeah, come and find me. Usually in the Glasgow area. It's like where I am you. as well. So, oh, there yeah, you go. I'm, yeah, oh, I'm waiting for you at the border now, Neil. Yeah, <laughs> I'm next to the Glasgow Fort, if you know that at all. It's kind of the East End. It's like a shopping centre. Right, um, okay. But ten minutes from the city centre. That's where I am. Uh, and I was got... going to wear my my Italia Euro 2021 T-shirt tonight, and I decided against it. Oh, you but, see, um, there you yeah. go. You could have had your little kick as well at us. <laughs> Plus, I mean, Chelsea Spurs tonight. We can see how that goes. Yeah, come on, Spurs. <laughs> and to be fair, yeah, I do agree with that. I don't like Chelsea, but anyway, no, so that's matter. No, right. Let's get uh, let's get going to the matters at hand. Top ten movie heroes. Now, I, I know that you were having troubles, Andrew, in mm. compiling your list. I yeah. did find that there's there are different categories of movie heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've stayed away from things like historical hero, he- heroes. Um, so I'm really interested, especially Andrew, like you say, I've been messaging you for the last couple of weeks. You've been going on about how you changed it so many times. So we'll kick off with your number 10. What's your number 10 movie hero, Andrew? My number 10 is Trinity. Um, Obviously from The Matrix. Um, I've chose Trinity because I think, especially in the first movie, she seems to be the one who drags Thomas Anderson slash Neo kind of up by his lapels, makes mm. him be what he's supposed to be, almost. Yeah, I just think she's the real the real standout. It's bit, more so the first movie, maybe two and three, not so much, but yeah, definitely in that first one. Oh, there was a two and a three? <laughs> Aye. I've totally oh, wiped them have, from my memory. You've seen the new <laughs> one as well, Andrew? Andy. I have, yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, what did you think of that? No I think but... no, of course. Um, I think it's the second best Matrix movie. Um, mm-hmm. I I do enjoy two and three. I think there's a lot of flaws about them. Um, I didn't need to watch a Rave and Zion. Um, and, and four, I, there's certain bits that 
possibly work and possibly don't. I, I like what they tried to do. I'd rather right. that, um, I think it was Lana Wachowski. Yeah. I'd rather she made it than some fucking nobody that Warner Brothers have just hired and thrown mm. a shite ton of money at. Mm. But it, it has its flaws, but I, I got I enjoyed it more than I expected. Mm. Yeah. I think, I, I think the problem with the, the sequels is the CGI in it is dated so badly. Mm-hmm. It, it's taken you away. Uh, that's one of the issues, and obviously the story was dreadful. Yeah. But yeah, that that really has they, those two compared to the first movie. The sequels are dated awfully. Mm. Yeah, one thing about number four that I found was there was no bullet time moment because mm-hmm. special effects and CGI have come so far now. From I can remember watching that bullet time moment mm. in the first Matrix and thinking, how did they do that? That is amazing. Yeah. But everything they do in the new one, you've seen so many times before now, and it's sort of like there's nothing that can really surprise you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed the, the fourth Matrix. It's just a bit too meta for me. The first kind of the first act really isn't it? The first kind of forty minutes is yeah. really meta. Yeah. Um, I quite enjoyed that. I, I, when I heard about it, I was very worried. But I quite enjoyed that kind of knowing, nudging, wink, wink type of thing. Um, <laughs> but then, it, it, yeah, it, it kind of tries to expand the lore a wee bit, make it a bit um, different from the, the previous stories that it's told. Neil, as you're saying, I mean, with two and three, the, the CGI is horrendous, especially the, the fight in the park, looking back mm. at that. I remember seeing the two of them in the... The cinema when they came out, I think that was one of the first 15s I got into legally when that came out. Um, and I remember at the time being just astounded by it. But yeah, as you're saying, you don't really have that bullet time moment that they could have brought forward and kind of upgraded. But uh, it was a decent stab at it. I'm glad they did make it rather than not. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Go on then, Neil, you're number 10. Jack Burton. Big Trouble in Little China. Good old Kurt Russell. Um, I revisited this film and really enjoyed it and forgotten how much fun Kurt Russell is in the role. Um, he's a hero with a wink. He's a hero that hasn't really got any ability as well, but seems to get it right um, or wrong with the right outcome. And it's so, it's a character I think they should revisit with Kurt Russell still in the role. Easily done. Yeah, yeah. It would be very, very funny. I, if, if done well, it could be a brilliant film. Hmm. So, yeah. There's my number. He looks great in a tank top. He does. I'm not too sure about his boots, though. (laughs) Those long, almost woolly Ugg boots he wears. I know they're not Ugg boots, but they look like it. Although he has got a knife in them. That's a a movie I've never actually seen, and I feel bad seeing that. No. Highly recommend to uh, watch it. It's a great 80s. It's on the knife edge of being a really camp movie. There are parts in it that you think it, it. is that bad acting or are they just really making it really camp? Mm. Especially some some of the lines that Kim Cattrall says in it. Oh, yeah. I think it's on purpose, though, because they seem to have this glint when you watch it now in their Mm. eyes. You know, they're sort of enjoying the shite dialogue. I think it's all part of it. A bit like Flash Gordon. It's that kind Mm. of thing. You know, Mm. the Flash Gordon movie. Yeah. Um, It's Carpenter, isn't it? Yeah. John Carpenter, yeah. seen pretty much all his movies. I don't know why I've just... It is on Pass Disney Plus. There you go. Oh well, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It is yeah. really, really in the mold of like the Indiana Jones, just those kind of just balls out action mm. and was mm. just good in everything. I don't think I've ever seen. And your hero does a whole section wearing lipstick as well. 
What else do you need? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right then, my number 10 uh, is the only uh, movie hero I've got from Star Wars. Um, originally, it was going to be Luke Skywalker, but I've over the over the last few days where I've been self-isolating, we ended up watching the prequel trilogy, and I changed it to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, cool. Out of everybody in Star Wars, I think he is... He, I don't think he ever loses a lightsaber fight apart from succumbing to Darth Vader in episode four, if you like. But that mm. was, he didn't really lose that. He decided he wanted to be killed. And he's the one that is at the forefront of everything. He doesn't s- step away from any kind of fight. Um, and even right at the end, he, he has the, the ultimate sacrifice. But he also spends a lot of his time just on Tatooine, looking after Luke from a distance. Uh, so he gives up a lot, which is obviously the Jedi, the Jedi way, if you like. So, yeah, I had to have somebody from Star Wars in there. Um, unfortunately, Han Solo didn't make it because he dies. Spoilers, and <laughs> <laughs> and, and Luke, because you know, in the the sequel trilogy, he's a bit of a pussy in the sequel trilogy. So, mm-hmm. you know, he sort of he would have been there if it wouldn't have been that. But yeah, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi is my number ten. So. Andrew, you're number nine, please. My number nine is Ophelia from Pan's Labyrinth. Okay. <clears throat> um, this is one of my favourite movies of all time. I think it's a masterpiece visually with a story and what um, the character Ophelia goes through in the kind of fantasy world, if you believe it's real or not, is kind of uh, up to yourself. But... She goes through that in the fantasy world with all these horrible creatures, but she's also going through it during fascist Spanish rule at the same time, having a, a dictator as a father. Um, yeah, just thinking her kind of bravery for sticking up for her, her um, younger sibling and her mother and things like that all the way through the movie. I just I think she's, mm. for, for such a young character to go through that is quite quite something. Mm. That's a great choice. For a while. I, need to, I need to go back and watch that, I think. It's mm. got one of the most brutal, brutal moments in film, isn't it? With the bottle, that's all I'll say. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah that's brutal. Seen... Oh. Mine boggles now, just thinking of that. Mm. He's such a horrible <laughs> bastard, and it is. Obviously, yeah, he's, a, yeah. he's, a, he's a fascist. He's fra- one of Franco's, I think he's maybe one of Franco's generals, maybe. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's just it's such a good movie. And it, I'm not uh, uh, speaking about this before, and then. In another podcast, and I'm not um, much of a crier for movies, even though I say that, and then I keep my list off <laughs> some of them. If <laughs> I list it as long as my arm, um, but yeah, that one just really got to me um, with, how, with just how it goes. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's an emotional movie. It really mm. is. That's a great choice. Okay, great then Neil, you're number nine. It's Robert McCall, The Equalizer. Oh, he was so close to being in mine. Um, I'll go mainly from the first movie I do enjoy the second one but the first movie is I know people that enjoy this one over John Wick Um, Denzel Washington plays cool but hard unlike anybody else I know and the the whole looking after um, Chloe Moretz or whatever her name is now Hmm. um, and and going for them and you know the way he calculates how he's going to kill them and everything like that I just loved it and it's a pure pure ride the whole way through and mm. love it and he's a great he plays it so well that yeah give him another movie bring him back again because he did two didn't he he did yeah. two movies yeah because there's a really unsettling 
death in the second one with um, oh, the guy that plays the Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal. Oh, yes. With the knife. Yeah. I sometimes will lie in bed for some reason, it'll, that vision will pop in my head <laughs> and I can't go to sleep because it is just such a cold Aww. way of killing someone. Just see it if you, haven't, if you don't know. But yeah, he was very, very close to my top 10. Yeah, I think he does it really well. Have you seen those movies, Andrew? I've seen the first one. Yeah. yeah, I've never caught the second one. He's so kind of not cold, but um, single-minded. Yeah, yeah, calculated. Yeah, and single-minded, and how he carries everything out. Yeah, the just I think anything with Denzel Washington and it's worth a watch, even mm. if it did turn out to be a bit of turkey. But no, the, the first Equalizer isn't. But yeah, um, it was it was a, yeah, crank action movie. He's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And he's one of those people. Oh, the character, same as like John Wick, that I think anybody wish they could be that kind of person yeah help somebody yeah. by kicking the shit out of somebody or killing them not being too dark but do you know what i mean you have, <laughs> you could, that you could have those skills that you could stand in the middle of a street with you know five yobs in front of you and you think i'm, I'm gonna be all right because i'm just gonna kick the shit out of all of these because because i've got the skills to do it yeah um talking of that my number nine uh is George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, <laughs> a man that is known for kicking the shit away out of from, from John Wick and uh, Mr. McCall. Uh, we've said what we need to say about the movie on our Christmas movie um, mm. uh, <laughs> episode. But I think, again, someone who is absolutely selfless uh, all his life and to the point that he thinks that he's wasted his life when actually it's the complete opposite. He doesn't realise how many people he's touched. And it's the same with, don't look like that, Neil. Don't start getting us in trouble. <laughs> Not like that. It's your mind, how does it work all the time like that? <laughs> um, I've completely lost my train of thought. Yes, it's George <laughs> Bailey. I've lost my train of thought. Um, he's a lovely man. and uh, He's a hometown hero. He's a hometown hero. Mm. And you don't realise how many lives you you touch by being nice and i'm not going to say the word touch again no. so andy <laughs> your number eight please it's a genius billionaire playboy th- philanthropist that was easy for me to say um tony stark iron man um okay. robert downey jr's performance is great the man that kicked off the mcu can as we know it now and his character arc i think is probably the best I think that the MCU have done um, with how he develops from being this just arrogant, cocksure womanising alcoholic and to just a slightly less arrogant, cocksure womanising alcoholic but <laughs> there is a, there's a kind of an emotional development with him and his attachment to like uh, how his relationship with Pepper grows and his attachment with Peter Parker Spider-Man and um, everything that goes through with Cat Um and then not going into spoilers for everything, but how his his story kind of wraps up. Um, it, it was between <clears throat> my number eight was between him and between Captain America, and I just think Captain America was just a bit too wholesome, um, and his yeah his brashness just kind of won out in the end. Yeah, I mean with the Captain yeah. America, everything that was good about him came out of a bottle, as Tony Stark <laughs> once said. Whereas I think you're absolutely right. I think his whole arc through the whole MCU, all the different phases, mm. again, one of those moments where it just 
kicks you in the guts, you know, yeah. where, you, where you realise what's going to happen. Um, mm. I don't know whether we're doing spoilers or not. I mean, people, four years old. I, mean, if, I was going to say, if you haven't yeah, seen Endgame seen by now, then, then you're never going to yeah. watch it, are you? So, and yeah. it tells you straight away when you watch the trailer for the the Spider Man after that, didn't it? And um, Far yeah. From yeah. Home. Uh, so, very much, yeah. People will know. Yeah, I suppose if you if you you want to see, if you if you're a fan, you'll have seen Endgame by now. And um it's actually the, the last part I use our kind of intro tune is him doing the snap. Um and it's I, I just I remember being in the cinema and especially at the start of Endgame where you see he's got a daughter. I went, Okay, mm-hmm. well he's off the table then. Yeah. That's it, he's fine, he's there's not a chance that he's gonna die. And then just that realisation, as you're saying, when... And you see the kind of realisation in his face as well, I think, when Doctor Strange tells him to just... Puts his finger up and tells him to wait. And he, his face just goes ashen. Yeah. Um, but he still carries it out, even though it's leaving behind the people that he loved. But it was the ultimate sacrifice in, yeah. in that world. You know, it's funny you say that. I always thought that... Um... Doctor Strange put the, his finger up because that was... He was talking about that this is the one moment because he said there was only one moment and, yeah, I think, and like you say it's almost like then Tony Stark realises that he's got to sacrifice himself mm. yeah exactly oh, what, what a movie I remember sitting mm, in the totally cinema I think I went and see it sort of three times every time when it was on your cap on your left <laughs> oh, brilliant. tears streaming down my face it's yeah. just because it's like you never thought that they would be able to make a movie with Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, just like the Avengers in it. Mm-hmm. So to be able to get all of those people in there to culminate the whole 10 years, mm-hmm. I mean, what a moment. What, mm-hmm. an, what an absolute moment that was. Oh. I, rem- I remember when the, the first Avengers movie was coming out and I was sitting going, there's no way this can work because they've got the four, the main ones. They've also then got Black Widow and Hawkeye. They can't make this work. It's going to be an absolute mess and coming out of that going, that was the best movie ever. They need to make more of these. And then it's coming, as you're saying, Endgame is literally everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fantastic. You've got to commend MCU. The, you know, mm. or, I'll say Paul Feig. It's not, is it? It's the other it's, one. Uh, Kevin. Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige. <laughs> Paul Feige. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wrong one. Not the wrong one. Okay, then, Neil, you're number eight. Is another billionaire playboy superhero, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Um, I've always been a fan of Batman from the from the child watching the sixties and through. And yeah, he's my superhero <laughs> hero of yeah. choice. Um, I nearly went Iron Man in my list. I have to say, he became a an honorary mention. But mm-hmm. no, Batman for me, it just everything that would love to be growing up. You know, which is your super which is rich your Bruce Wayne. Um, if I had to pick a movie one, it'd be Michael Keaton. Right, okay. All right. Jody, he's, um, um, he's my number four. Just thought as well. Oh, oh what, Batman. Yeah. Oh, Batman, there you go. Batman, Bush, yeah, he's my yeah, number yeah. four. Yeah. So Michael Keaton in the movies, I'm going to ask Andrew whose his would be. It's Christian Bale. Yeah, um, just my, my kind of generation. Uh, mm. I do love, I do love, still love, and I did love the uh, the button Batman. Um, I have a bit of time for Batman Forever as well but then you get Batman and Robin Um, less said the better Um, for me yeah just Christian Bale I love the realism of the the Nolan trilogy bringing it down at that kind of gritty dark world which a lot of people a lot of movies have tried to replicate and maybe not got it Mm. as spot on especially with certain characters like the Joker and um, 
But yeah, I'm a, a huge fan of the Nolan trilogy. Mm. I actually have the Joker and Bane tattooed on my thighs, but I'll not show them. <laughs> we'll take your word for it, Andy. We'll take your word for it. You see, I'll send you. I'll send you pictures. Oh, I'll you. put I'll put the cat amongst the pigeons a little bit. I revisited the Nolan Batman's. The first two are really good, although I do have problems with the Dark Knight. I think the ending is atrocious. Yeah. Um, the third one is a load of bollocks. Oh, really. mate, it's one of the it's one of the worst. Oh, so, no. comic book movies ever mm. the, the, that's the my favourite really? really? yeah the three yeah I absolutely love it and I don't know if it was just the hype and the build up like it was just it was four years I think after the Dark Knight came out it was between that and Dark Knight Rises mm. I just I absolutely love it I love the set pieces I think Tom Hardy's Bane's great um, I know again not a lot of people think that I, I, I think Overall, it's a better movie than The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight gets saved a lot by Heath Ledger's Joker, especially mm. when you're saying the ending is nonsense. Um, the Dark Knight Rises, I just absolutely loved. I do, I do have an issue with the ending of that as well, um, because I think they bottled it a wee bit, basically. But um, yeah. yeah, that's what I think he did. He played safe, and uh, that's, a, that's a whole podcast in itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Uh, right, my number eight. We're on number eight. Yeah, my number eight is Sean from Sean of the Dead. Um, I think with my top ten, they are all normal people in extraordinary circumstances as opposed to your John Wicks. You know, people that are highly skilled um, just going out for revenge. Um, and Sean is just somebody that is just... He's somebody that is trying to survive and hasn't got the skills where he feels the only place that he needs to get to is the pub. Just get to the pub and everything will be fine. Everything will be safe. Everything will be cool. My girlfriend will come back to me and everything will be wonderful. Um, it's a great horror film just to start start with before you think about how, how funny it is and how great all the characters are. But as a, as a, I was, I haven't seen the film for a while now but he's just one of those characters that for the arc, he doesn't want to be a hero to start with. He's oblivious to everything that's going around him. Hmm. But by the end, he's almost like a John Wick kind, you know, he's ready to just kill everybody, you know, just to survive. So, um, yeah, that's my number eight. No one, no one else got him. No, no, not no. Sean. No, I, think didn't think about it. I must yeah. admit, I, I thought we'd have a few more, um, okay. uh, duplicates at the moment but we haven't we're good so Andy number seven Beatrix Kiddle the bride from Kill Bill um, probably Tarantino's I like it I've liked all of Tarantino's movie but probably his last really great one was volume one of Kill Bill I think right. um, I like Django I like uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I like Inglourious Bastards but I think his in fact I think Kill Bill was probably him Reaching that peak that he, the, the the peak of his momentum mm. that he had with Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and then he done great with Jackie Brown, and then Kill Bill Volume One, just as a an action movie and as a, a kind of love letter to Eastern cinema as well, mm. possibly a wee bit um, stereotypical at parts. Um, the fight with the crazy eight, the Orenishi fight. Um, and also Kill Bill Volume 2 I really like as well it's just a bit uh, underwhelming I think compared to the first one um, more of a 
feel that one has more of a Western feel, as in Western-style yeah. movies yeah. than than Kill Bill One. Mm. Yeah, he very much went for the Leone look, didn't he? Uh, mm-hmm. And the the long trawl through, rather yeah. than everything being snappy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a great movie, Kill Bill. I'd love to see the whole bloody affair. Aye. Oh, we, were saying, we were saying that when we used to do our mm. podcast, wasn't it? Neil? it was, oh, there was rumours that it was going to be coming out and it was going to be like a four-hour... Yeah. yeah. Along with Saving Private Ryan, I think it's got one of the most sort of ball-busting, gut-punching starts to a movie, mm-hmm. Kill Bill Volume 1. Mm. Um, I remember when I was uh, where I was working at the time, we used to have a Friday, because we used to finish at like 12 o'clock on a Friday, we go to the cinema and watch a movie and it was Kill Bill Volume 1. And like when, I mean, again, fuck spoilers because everyone would have seen it by now. But when the, bride, when the bride gets shot in the head, it's fucking hell, what was that? Mm. And then she has the fight with, um, oh. Vivian Fox, isn't it? Um, yeah, Vivian A. Fox. And the way that that fight finishes, mm. you think, fuck, I've got no idea what's going to happen <laughs> now. Because that was a thing with a Tarantino movie. If someone went into a room you had no idea whether there was going to be someone the other side of the door with a gun that's just going to shoot their face off you know it's just like you just didn't know with the tarantino movie so you were always on edge always Mm. thinking that something bad was going to happen Uh, yeah i love i love both of those movies yeah great movies snuck into that one as well um (laughs) i think it was 2002 maybe so i would have been 15 um i bought a ticket for finding nemo i think and walked out and sneaked and snuck in and prayed that no one noticed me back when you used to be able to do that when there was yeah, very little CCTV the great days pay for one film and watch three yeah thank god you didn't get that the wrong way round that you was going <laughs> to see Kill Bill and all of a sudden finding Nemo come up yeah. Yeah. Uh, go on then Neil you're number seven Rocky Rocky Balboa what's yeah, not to he's say my number three <laughs> excuse me um, just from the first movie isn't it um, a poor lad done good, come through the ranks and got up there and did the business. It's, it's, uh, all the Rockies, in their own way, are inspiring. I mean, Rocky Two, not so much. That's a little bit dull, Rocky Two, isn't it? A lot of going on with the adverts and all that shit. But Rocky Three, yeah, you saw the human side. I mean, I still find that heartbreaking when Mickey dies. Um, and Mr. T, what an asshole he is in that. But yeah, he's he's an inspiring inspiring hero and especially now in the new creed and that i find it really nice that they sort of brought it around i mean and has anybody watched the new cut of um rocky four no i saw the documentary right i saw the documentary of him putting it together which looks apparently like it's really good isn't it yeah, apparently it makes it yeah. a lot better so i'll be intrigued to see that they completely <clears throat> cut the robot out the robot yeah, that's in the um, number four, the one that oh, um, uh, what well, the gift for the Paulie, son. the one that Paulie was having, yeah, playing oh. with. <laughs> Thank God. Just Thank God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Touching but, again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. My number seven is uh, from Harry Potter, and it's Neville Longbottom. Oh, good um, again, we started watching the the Harry Potter movies again, and, and Deathly Hallows. It's not just Deathly Hallows. There's a couple of bits during the whole Harry Potter saga that that Neville Longbottom's the one that sort of stands out as a bit more mm-hmm. of a hero than I mean, obviously Harry Potter is a big hero because it's his story, but mm-hmm. Neville Longbottom's the one that sort of he he isn't a hero, but will do heroic things. Mm. Yeah, 
Well, he you is know? a hero at the end of the the saga, isn't he? When if he picks the sword him, up. Yeah, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have. Um, they wouldn't what? have killed he who shall not be named. Mm. He's uh, quite a he's quite a, a constant through line in the movies, isn't he, Neville? He's like a um almost like a. There's a lot of naivety about him, but when he needs to, he does step up. He'll stand mm. up to the bully. He'll um. He'll stand up for his friends, and that's what he'll. He, he, I think in the books it seems like there's a bit more piss taken about him than maybe in the movies. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely in the in the movies, he's he's one of the kind of the constants, the constant good throughout the whole thing. Yeah, yeah and the fact that he, okay, in the first movie he stands up, like say, to his friends and gets frozen, but then wins mm. the points that wins whatever it is, the house cup or whatever. Um, and then in the last one, he stands up to Voldemort, you know, mm. thinking that Harry is dead. Uh, mm. What a hero. Yeah. Neville Longbottom. And a, and a great name as well. Like... Neville Longbottom. Plus, that, is right. a, that guy has aged well. And yes. <laughs> he just looks like Clive Owen now. Yeah, he's done all right, <laughs> he hasn't like he? Clive Owen now. I mean, he hasn't worked since Harry Potter, but look, <laughs> Has he not? Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he might have done, but I don't know. Have you watched the... Um, have you seen the... the... 20th anniversary yeah, yeah I thing. watched that it was quite, that was quite good quite interesting yeah. it's alright it was a bit too much brown nosing for me isn't it yeah and, and it, was, uh, it was very American wasn't it yeah very and the emotional it. bit so I mm. thought oh let's speed that on and watch it in fast yeah forward. but Neil you're dead inside aren't you, you <laughs> yeah. dead is. everywhere <laughs> yeah. yeah actors together and then they start just they're so bad with it yeah, they love the talking each other up yeah. I used to listen to the um Fake Doctors, Real Friends podcast, the Scrubs one, right? Um, which is Donald Faison and Zach Braff. And every episode, they're discussing either an episode or two, and they're inviting an actor on. And he's like, oh, Zachy, you were great in that episode. No, I wasn't. You were great in that episode. Yeah. So fuck off. Tell them he was rubbish. It's fine. <laughs> I, I used to listen to, um, oh, I can't remember what it is. It's, uh, oh, come on. Every name and everything is completely <laughs> gone now. Uh, Jason Bateman does a podcast. Ah, uh, yeah, we, um, with uh, Will Arnett and <laughs> he just gets catching. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, Will Arnett and Will Arnett. the guy for Will and Grace. Yes, yeah, and mm. and the first few were really really funny, and then all of a sudden every guest they had, they'd be fawning over oh. the guests. Mm. Yeah, and they'd yeah. be saying, "Oh, but you're so you you're amazing. You're fantastic." Yeah. Think, oh God, okay, I'm not I'm not listening to this anymore. Everyone's the same, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then uh, that was my number seven. Andy, your number six, please. It's quite relevant for this week. It's Sydney Prescott. Oh yeah, from okay. the Scream series. Um, I think obviously the Scream movies. I think they've a fairly consistent quality. Obviously, not seeing the new one. I'm going to go and see it on Friday. Um, and she's been through everything from the start. She just develops her character from this kind of scared teenager that then wants to move on and try and fight back against whatever the, the killers mm. are throughout that whole time. Yeah, yeah. And a great scream queen, I think, as you as they get called mm. nowadays. But yeah, I think she was fantastic. What's yeah. your favourite scream movie? Which one? Two. Yeah, I've just revisited them and watched all four in preparation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, they're great movies and strong female characters as well. 
Yeah. Which wasn't yeah. a thing in the 90s, really, was it? It was all loaded and FHM sort of style. But yeah, Why are you saying simple. that like it's a, a bad thing, Neil? What's I'm not. Wrong with I'm not we've moved on from that now, haven't we? Have the we? lads' culture. Yes. Some of us might have, Neil. Some yes. of us might have. <laughs> but I'm intrigued to see this new movie because different mm. to you, Andrew, I actually thought they got progressively worse. Not bad, okay. but worse as they went on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am intrigued to see the new one and where they go with it. Is yeah. it anything to do with, like, Williamson or... I know Wes Craven's dead, but... Has he got anything to do with this, Kevin Williamson? I don't know who's written it, actually. I know it's, um, I can't remember the company name, but they made Ready or Not. Right. Have you seen um, that? Yeah, uh, I have seen that. Is it A1 or whatever it's called? Uh, oh, what are they called again? I can't I know remember their name for the life of me, but um, yeah, they, they, so they're the writers and directors um, mm. of it. It seems to be getting a good write up as well. Yeah, it sounds um, Early Doors. Mm. Yeah. And I think what, the good thing with the Scream movies is they get a tonal balance. Yes, there's comedy in it, and I think sometimes it gets overlooked how dark they can get and how mm. brutal they are. Um, especially that opening scene is like really heartbreaking in the first movie. Yeah. Really heartbreaking where. Uh, um, the I think I'm like her name now as well. Drew Barrymore. Uh, Drew Barrymore, yeah, gets just brutally murdered. But while mm. her parents are just kind of a couple of feet away from her, and they can hear her dying and things like that, it gets really brutal. But I think it gets kind of over the piece as they've they've started to think that screams a bit more comedic than they actually are. Mm. But they all have great openings, don't they? I, I really mm. admire the fourth opening where you keep you think it's the start of the movie and then you realise you're watching <laughs> something else. And it does it about three times, yeah. doesn't it, before you're actually there. Uh, yeah, they're really clever openings. Good Stab films, Seven actually. or something, I think it goes to. Yeah. It? And it's Kristen, <laughs> Kristen Bell. That's and uh, Anna Paquin. Anna Anna yeah. yeah. We watched that yeah. one over Christmas while we were doing the, a jigsaw puzzle there you go how rock and roll is that yes. <laughs> what was the puzzle, jigsaw puzzle the now we're intrigued the Christmas the Christmas uh. how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> what, what people must think. They're watching Scream 4 doing a jigsaw puzzle. There you go. One thing about those movies, though, is, is don't they end up feeling a little bit samey? And it's like, I remember going to the cinema watching the first one, and because mm. Henry Winkler was in the first one, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. And I can remember thinking, he's the killer. He's well, the fucking yeah. killer. And then he died, and oh shit, no, he's, that one's a killer. Mm-hmm. And then every movie after that, instead of watching the movie, I'd be trying to work out who right. I thought the killer was. And it took yeah. me out of the movie a little bit. Just wondering yeah. if the same thing's going to happen with, with this I, one. I, I mean, I've got my, my theory on it, and this probably will be absolutely untrue because you'll see something even in a trailer that just immediately makes it nonsense is that it will be Gale. I was thinking it's going to be one of those three. She's going to be the killer because her fame and her money's dried up and she's trying to find get a new book to release. That's my thoughts, but then it's a bit of a flawed plan. Um, One of them's going to die, at least I think anyway. My money's probably on David Arquette. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I think that's mainly because he tried to be a wrestler. I think yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that documentary? I've not seen it, but I've heard of it. I've seen the I've seen the poster, which I think was enough. I didn't need to see his bulge. Yeah, fair play to him. Uh, right then, Neil, you're number six. Ash Williams, the Evil Dead trilogy, although mainly number two and number three in the TV series. Because uh, he wasn't really a hero in the first movie, and we could, although the first movie is great, and I've got a real, real soft spot for it, it hasn't aged well. And they basically remade it in the second one, didn't they? And made it yeah. the dark black comedy, and he became the hero that he justly deserved. I mean, who else delivers the line groovy as cool as Bruce Campbell? He's I mean, a, Bruce, he's Campbell, a Bruce Campbell's just a cool. He is. He, he deserved more stardom to me than he got. Yeah. Mm. He really did. And if you've never read his book, read his book. It's absolutely bloody brilliant. But, um, yeah, Ash, he's not scared of anything, is he? No, I actually <laughs> got the audio book of his... Is it If Chins Could Talk? And That's it. It's a fantastic audio book because he obviously reads it himself. Yeah. It's a, it's it's a great, great, great book. But, yeah, what a legend. And I highly recommend the TV series if you've not seen it. If, you, if you're if you a fan of gore, you can ask for no more with that. It is gory, yeah. gory like you wouldn't believe in the I, series, but never highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. Oh, right. mm, three three seasons, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, is yeah. it? 
Yeah. yeah. And is that is it finished? Is it free? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. But there is there is talk. I read somewhere on Fangora or something that they're going to go back to it and do it again. Mm. And it's the last thing Sam Raimi directed was one of the episodes of that. So we get Evil Dead Rise this year as well. It, as, uh, yeah, that's supposed to be. Is that got Ash in it or? I don't know. I'm not actually. I'd imagine he'll at least have a cameo. Like he um, did in the remake of the first one. Yeah. They, I something like that. That's all he really does. Don't be an ass. I think he said he wasn't going to do it anymore. Mm. All right. I think he's executive producing it. Right. Hey, Bruce Campbell. So he's mm. he's got a part in it. So I wouldn't be surprised if you just see him turning up. You'd even want it's him like, in it. Yeah. Even if it's like a legacy movie thing, you end up killing him off, which they seem to do in all these type of things. Yeah. Then that'd be a bit harsh, wouldn't it? It would on Ash because he's sort of mm. overcome everything and then he just yeah. gets maimed in the new stuff. No. <laughs> Okay, my number six is Sarah Connor from Terminator. Which um, one? The original, the OG. Uh, just basically, again, she's somebody that is being thrust into a situation that she has no control over, that she doesn't understand, that she's sat in a cafe 80s or whatever it is, or cafe noir, isn't it? I think something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Wars. Tech, as they used to say back in the 80s. And then this big hunking man with a scope on his gun decides to try and shoot her, and hmm. all of a sudden, that's it. She's in history is made. Well, yeah, and the future is made. You could yeah. say. I just revisited Dark Fate. I'd never seen it, and it's on Disney. And I watched it. It was okay. Which one's that? That's the, the latest last one. one. Yeah, it's okay, but I don't know. There's this. It's got no heart or soul to it. It's really lifeless to watch it. If you know what I mean. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. Bizarre what they've done there. I did like that. Fate. I think it's a bit. Um, yeah, it's a bit by the numbers. They mm. tried, and then they've tried to do something with the ending of it, which didn't really work for me. And then I think I don't even think they're continuing with it. They'll try to set up a new trilogy, mm. and they've just cancelled that. So yeah. I mean, I do. I do have a bit of time for it. I think they tried to get back to the old kind of chase movie style, mm. but didn't necessarily pull it off. Question then, what are you guys' favourite favorite Terminator movie? Two. It's got to be two, isn't it? See, I still prefer number one. I like yeah. Arnie as the bad guy. I love the threat and the terror rather mm-hmm. than the, the action. I yeah. think the threat and terror in the first one works really well. I, just, I, I think the number two has got that little bit more heart in it, yeah. the, the the relationship between the what is he the T eight hundred yeah and John and Connor is just beautiful and the the bit at the end with the you know the the thing the thumb the finger <laughs> going up oh god here we go again <laughs> thumb going up in the lava and stuff oh god um, we emails we emails yeah to, the second one for me is I mean they are two different movies aren't they the first one is mm. bothering on a horror movie the second one's Almost like a, fa- a kind of family movie, mm. as in with the, the kind of themes that are in it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love both of them. I've got time for every Terminator movie, actually. I've seen everyone this, well, what, since I've been old enough. Gen Y, sis. <laughs> Genesis. So oh. I, I went to see that opening day in our IMAX theatre up here, and I was the only person plus two other people on the opening day, and they sat next to me. Which was a fucking nightmare. Right. It's a couple. I don't know. I'd picked what I thought was the best seat in the house. It's like row H, bang in the middle. Thought this is great. There's no one else here. They'd obviously went up and said, "What's showing tonight?" 
no Terminator Genesis. Oh fuck it, we'll do that. Or they look like good seats. Like going sick to start lonely guy. He looks like he needs a bit of company. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Oh dear. They didn't sit either side of you though, did they? No, thankfully not. No. Did they sit arms right over next either to side? Right did next they... to me, the seat next oh, to me. Jesus, they yeah. don't give you one seat. No, I mean, if I see someone in the cinema themselves, usually it's me, but if I see someone in the cinema themselves, I steer clear. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Especially, like, he's out in public on his own, he's watching a Terminator movie. Let's sit next to him, that's a sensible yeah. option. <laughs> Man. Unbelievable. <laughs> right then, uh, Andy, your number five. My number five is in Aragon from Other Rings, obviously. Yeah. Um, those movies had such a kind of big impact in my life when I was younger. Just seen, I think, probably for everyone, actually. Obviously, I don't know if the two of you are fans, but just the, the scope of them. We've never seen anything like it before. Um, and I think Viggo Mortensen is just superb. Mm. He's the rider at the start, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. First Lord of the Rings, and he's this kind of air of mystique about him. And the way, again, his character development over the three movies is great. Um, he's just kind of the, the un, not unlikely hero, but the unwilling hero at the start. Mm. Then he's the unwilling king, and he just ascends and leads leads everyone out of it in, the, in, in a... In a, a positive way. Yeah. One of the coolest mm. entrances in Two Towers when he comes through the double doors. Mm. Just oh, like, yeah. so cool, that Yeah, way. such and a good gift. Cool, really. Yeah. Mm. So which of those movies is your favourite? Uh, two Towers. Two Towers oh. for me. Mm. Mm. So, uh, for me, uh, I'd say The Hobbit Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out. I'm only joking. I'm only so joking. I'm I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, I, I, I love the first one. Yeah, I, love, I love the Fellowship of the Ring. I just think I'm I'm the same with Lord of the Rings as I am with Game of Thrones. I tend to get a little bit confused when they're talking about characters or places. Yeah. You don't know whether one is the other. So you mm. get a little bit confused and you don't you just sort of have to go with it and just mm. ride ride it out and write, okay, that is a person and that is a place they're going to. Um, but as a spectacle, I mean, I remember going to see that because I think they were. Did they come out the same years as the Matrix, or was it like? No, it was Harry it Potter. Like, was it mm. Harry Potter? Because it was yeah. a thing where it was like every every Christmas, wasn't it? A, yeah, a, a Lord of the Rings movie came out. Yeah, two thousand one was the first one. Yeah, and then and the. It was. Years. It was like you say. We hadn't seen that kind of scope before, mm. and um, the battle in the final episode mm. in. in um, yeah, number three was Return just, of the King. Yeah, yeah it was just yeah. b- breathtaking. But the, uh, Hel- is, the Helm's Deep one for me and the Two Towers wins out. That again, we we're talking about um, the Avengers earlier on how they're going to put that together. I remember someone telling me there's a half hour battle scene in this. How can they work a half hour battle scene in a movie? That's not going to work. And it's it's everything from the kind of the, the wet, horrible coldness, the original battle to Gandalf coming over the hill. Mm. Gandalf the I think it's Gandalf the White by then, isn't he? It is. uh, it's just yeah, it's it's I've tried to read the books of all the rings and I couldn't get into them. The Hobbit was one of my favourite books and still is. Um I think it's a bit more kid or kid friendly. Um so and I tried to read Lord of the Rings to get a bit more of the backstory and I couldn't do it but those movies are just uh, I can't say enough great things mm. about them to be honest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree I agree go on then Neil you're number five John Wick 
the man right. and we spoke about him earlier with uh, Robert McCall but yeah I love the John Wick movies they, they're just one whole aren't they all three of them they work well together although the three one does become almost exhausting the amount of fighting that is in it when you're watching it but yeah John Wick what Keanu has never been cooler I don't think I think he's cooler than that than he is as Neo um, yeah I don't know what else to say really that I would love to be able to have like Pab said have that ability to kick ass in that fashion and not give a shit yeah and everybody fear you <laughs> It's the, yeah. the scene in the in the third one where they're fighting in is, is the antique store. Yeah. And he gets the knife out and the knife's not sharp enough to get through the guy's head. So he just starts battering it at his head. <laughs> That's it's it. So brutal. And the book, when he rams the book straight in the guy's throat, <laughs> it's really, really it's face fight. I mean the third one is just all fighting. Yeah. Isn't it really? But it's still great. And I'm so intrigued to see where they're going for the fourth one mm. and what they're gonna but do. It's that thing that it's almost like they've got a a little bit like Mission Impossible, where they've got to try and beat mm. what they did before. You know, they can't do lesser than they did before, so they've yeah. got to keep upping the ante. So, yeah, it's like a, like a level up. But yeah. there, is, there is one thing where Keanu Reeves is much cooler, and it's SpongeBob SquarePants, Sponge on the Run, oh, where he yeah. plays a floating head. He does. <laughs> he really does, yeah. That yeah. kind of... Uh, uh, I don't know what he's in. <laughs> I, I don't think there's another actor around that has such a range of amazing movies and terrible movies. Mm. I think, like, I mean, maybe Nick Cage, maybe Nicolas Cage. Yeah, but even his terrible movies are fun to watch because Nick Cage is the overactor of overactors, isn't he? Yeah. But yeah. I think with Keanu Reeves, it's the films that he doesn't speak much are his hits. Yes. And the ones where he tries to act are the flops. Yeah. I knew where the bastard sleeps. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. he knows his niche now, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. he's got yeah. to have. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he'll just do John Wick and Matrix movies now until he retires. Another or, Bill and Ted, maybe, or another Bill and Ted, maybe. Because he doesn't yeah. age, does he? Let's no. be honest. No. Okay, my number five uh, is from Alien. It's Ellen Ripley. It's my number three. Ooh. Okay. Mm. Uh, okay. Make a note of that. She is. I think it's like every single one of mine is like she starts off. She's just somebody that works on a, on a ship and all the way through it, she seems to have the right answers. Whenever someone has a decision to make, her decision is the right one. Even if it sometimes doesn't get taken, um, you know, the stuff that Ian Holm does with the xenomorph and or with the face hugger or whatever. Um, but again, her whole arc especially in the first one where she starts off just as a, is she second in command? I think she is second in command. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Um, but then she ends up having to, that whole bit, that sort of final 20 minutes, half an hour of that movie mm. where she is literally just trying to blow the ship up and get to safety is one of the, one of the most heart pounding tense mm. moments, you know, or, or sequences in a movie I think I've ever seen. Uh, beautifully directed obviously by Ridley Scott but it's just a fantastic performance because she genuinely just it's that claustrophobic feeling that you get from mm. that movie mm. and you just think that she's safe and then she's not and you get to see her in her underwear sorry <laughs> maybe on PC but <laughs> what, 
what can I say? We're back you to you like what you like. We're back to yeah. loaded and <laughs> I couldn't imagine anyone but Sigourney Weaver doing it either now, could you? She no. she really put her own stamp on that, which was really good. Go on, I'm gonna ask this good old question. Which is your favourite alien movie? The first one for me. Mm. Yeah. Aliens. Uh, is I'm it aliens? aliens? Yeah, yeah, I'm with Pav the first one. I yeah. just think the tension in that is just oh what a great movie. They're all good, they're all good. I even like number three, Finch's movie. Mm-hmm. I know it's got yeah. its problems, but I like the visuals on that, the, the directing style and everything. And the premise would have been really good if they'd have executed it well. Yeah, yeah Studios, yeah. stay out, please. Yeah. <laughs> I think they, um, they're, they're similar in the way they progressed. Is in the first two to the Terminator mm. movies, where the first one is an outright kind of dark horror, grin, grimy, claustrophobic. Mm. And then the second one gets the budget, and becomes a balls out action movie. Yeah, and you see Ripley again develop as well as a as a character mm. when she's she fights the Queen and, um, yeah, Aliens is one of my favourite action movies of all time. Sci fi slash action movies. If you great, want to it's a great movie. Great mm. movie. Yeah, yeah. I rewatched right. it recently. The fourth one, then so she's long, she becomes a little bit almost like a superhero kind of thing. She she's a. Yeah, she's a, a clone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's got such dodgy CGI again. Mm. Such yeah. dodgy CGI. It's a strange yeah. director for that one. It was Jean-Pierre Jeunet. That's right. It. Amelie, wasn't it? And Amelie, which is such a fantastic movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's an odd choice to direct an alien movie, certainly. It was, but yeah, the first ever CGI aliens, weren't they? That's was right. That you, could tell. Mm. you could tell. Yeah, you could tell. Mm, okay, um, so Andy, number four, you said Bruce Wayne. Yep. So, Neil, what's your number four? Now, this is probably an old sort of generic, everybody would probably guess that what somebody would have him in his list is James Bond. But growing up, he was my, well, there's some other people I will mention, but he's one of my heroes. I was always thinking, oh, wouldn't it be cool to have that job, to get the girl to be able to have the license to kill, get sent to exotic countries and never get hurt. Yeah, that's my sort of action. <laughs> but he's, he's just the iconic, isn't it? it I'm using mm-hmm. that terrible word, but he is... If somebody says a movie hero, I would dare say that probably 80% of everybody would say, no, it has to be James Bond. He is mm-hmm. everything that a hero stands for, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was kind of close to my 10, to be honest, um, but I didn't have him on just... Because I lean more towards the Craig ones, I think. Mm. Yeah, um, they're good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've I've loved most of them to an extent. Uh, especially, I really loved the last one there. Yeah, yeah. He's just a great character overall. Mm. Isn't he? And he is, isn't he? I mean, how many times has he saved the world compared to everybody else? You know. Mm. So, well, as much as you say that, you know, eighty percent of the people would have him in their top ten. Andy and I both haven't got him. <laughs> yeah. No, but I would say no. But if you just generally, I didn't mean put their top ten together. But no, if no, you no. said to somebody in the street, "Name me a movie hero," I would probably put eighty percent people would go James Bond. Okay, it'd be like a he, pointless, pointless answer would be about eighty or hundred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be a shit answer, I think what you should do now is on Saturday you should go into the town centre and ask a hundred people. Okay. And so just to back I'll say it's for family see, fortunes. Yeah, and just see if 80 people <laughs> say James Bond. Yeah, if I can be bothered, I will. Okay, well, then it's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> right then. Okay, so my number four uh, follows on a bit from uh, Andy's number five, and I've got Mr. Frodo. Oh. So Frodo Baggins, 
the theme carries on, starts the the whole saga off by just being a normal little hobbit, enjoying his drink and just loving the fact that he can see Gandalf and finishes by getting one of his fingers chomped, you know, chomped off. And uh, I've never quite understood at the very, very end, is he going off to die? That's what is assumed. Yeah, it's the undying lands. Yeah, right. You'll have to explain that to me, Andy. I I know rough bits about it, so they... And I, you might get tweets about this. I'm probably wrong, so I apologise. Okay. I think the Undying Lands is a place where they go to rest. Is and I don't know what rest is. Um, I think it's basically they become so exhausted. Like I mean, get us think Gandalf goes there as well. Um, that they just feel they can't carry on in the kind of normal world anymore. So it's almost like a like a heaven or like a Valhalla. Yeah, Valhalla, yeah, exactly. yeah. I think it's around that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm. That sort. Of, I mean, that that makes sense because um, he did go through mm. a hell of a lot. But I don't understand yeah, why yeah. then Samwise Gamgee doesn't go with him because he's got his wife. Yeah. I know, but he sort of went through the same stuff. I suppose he didn't go through the whole stuff no. of the ring and that. Did he, he never put the ring on? Really, did he? And uh, suffer all those bits? Never and... put a ring on it, did he? Neil? <laughs> no. Um, never getting Beyonce, but <laughs> I mean, I think they went off to recover from how many fucking endings there were. Really. <laughs> That's what they went off to recover from. I know. Peter I... Jackson sitting saying, "Right, we need one more ending," but they just. Elijah would go, no, fuck off. I'm getting on that boat. Yeah, I'm exactly. going, I'm knackered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness me. You know, and even then, after that, there's still an extended version. Oh, yeah. Released. So it's sort of like, you know, yeah. Peter Jackson loves those extended versions, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So that was our number four. Uh, Andy, you said Ellen Ripley for number three. So, Neil, yep. what's your number three? So again, I went back to my childhood um, and posters on my wall of the heroes that I liked, and it's Han Solo. Um, I did have him as my hero, Pav, even though he dies. But I'm going from my childhood here, and he was always the cockeye, you know, cockeye. <laughs> yeah, he's the cockeye I've never pirate. Seen Han Solo I didn't mean to say cockeye. He was the cocky, <laughs> sure-fired. Um, hero, wasn't he? He was the one that had the quirk, the quips, and the and the and everything. Yeah, he's um to me, he's the hero of the the original trilogy. He's the one that all us kids wanted to be. We didn't want to dress up at a party like I had to at our fashion uh, fashion thing, our fancy dress thing, Pab, where I was Luke Skywalker and you were Han Solo. I was, yeah, you were. So yeah, we all wanted to be that. <laughs> I wasn't cockeyed though. Well, I don't know. I saw how tight your trousers were. Well, no. (laughs) Since The Force Awakens, I watched the original trilogy just with a slightly different. Right. Just with different eyes, if you like, because Mm. I know what's going to come for that character. But how does that make him any less of a hero? I'm not saying it doesn't make him less than a hero. I just feel more empathy towards him because he's all cocky and I'm thinking, oh, mate. Spoilers, your son's going to shove a fucking lightsaber straight through you yeah. and you're going to fall where health and safety never put rails up on that fucking big like walkway for some reason. <laughs> I don't understand why. But you're just going to go and no one's even going to be able to like give you a proper funeral because you can be at the bottom of this bloody reactor thing. 
He can mm. come back in episode 12 whenever they make that because Palpatine fell down into a big reactor and he was fine. That yeah. is true. Episode 12, the ghost of Han Solo. Yeah. yeah, and he would have made an even bigger army without anybody knowing. Planets and planets of spaceships. And can you imagine Somehow when they, when he's returned? They, yeah, they yeah. do the reveal of Han Solo and he stood there with cock eyes. Cock eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a right. And you think, oh my God, what have they done to Han Solo? <laughs> we can cast Marty Feldman. Oh shit, he's dead. <laughs> okay, right then. Uh, so my number three, I said Rocky Balboa. So Andy, your number two. My number two is Donnie Darko. Ooh. Okay. Um, again, I think it's because of the importance of the movie to me at the time. I was prime age for when that mm. movie came out. Um, teenager. The the way that Donnie is is basically like a, a an, an innocent teenager that has to make the choice to let himself die to mm. save the world. Essentially, that's what he has to do. And you can go into time loops and time travel and plot holes, I suppose, with that movie quite a bit, quite easily. Um, it's just a it's just a great movie, a great soundtrack, a fantastic um, kind of antagonist and Frank. Um, who I have tattooed on my arm, but you can really see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and just has... There's a, there's an innocence to Donnie at the same time as being that kind of grumpy teenager. There's, he's got a kind of wonder with the world because of, I think, with the mental health problems he has in mm. it and he's, he's kind of... Um, Oh, a, a different understanding of the world to it, and having to make that sacrifice at the end, I just thought was was mm. beautiful in the terms of the movie. Plus, he outs a paedophile and burns his house down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a hero. Bonus added. Bonus. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. The director of that was his name, Richard um, Richard Kelly. Kelly he mm. didn't really do it, did he? That next one he did with Kevin Smith and The Rock and all in. Mm. What the fuck was that all about? I watched that. I've watched that twice now, and I still have no understanding. It seems and, to be getting a bit of a a kind of renaissance and a reevaluation. And mm. he's talking about making a second Southland Tales. Southland Tales, yeah. Uh, I still don't get what it was about. No, he's not done anything in years. He done the box. Was that the last thing you did? I think that was the last thing you did in terms of directing, and that was bad. That was bad. But Mm. then that was a studio film, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm sure. Just a gun for hire type of thing. (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't, he didn't live up to that. What a debut, though, isn't it? What Mm. a debut. It's it's such a clever movie and such a Mm. layered movie that you watch it so many times and you still find little little bits just click into place. Yeah. Uh, That's a great choice. I never even thought of. Of Donnie Darko, mm. I must admit, mm. great. Watching go back, and I used to when I was younger, when I had the time for it, I would go back and watch movies, and then I'd watch them with the director's commentary. And when he's telling you little bits, like um, it's not really a, a spoiler or anything, but there's a bit where Maggie Gyllenhaal goes into the house, and the horn beeps outside with, before the plane crashes into the house. Mm. She's been on a date with Frank. The bunny, the guy who's in there, uh, and he's yeah. subconsciously beeping the horn to let Donnie know to get out of his room. Oh, right. And it's all that stuff to go on about. But then wow. he, he then, he kind of George Lucas the fuck out it when he comes in with director's cuts and changes the intro. He changes the soundtrack as well, which was mm. unforgivable. 
the, the opening track is Echo and the Bunnymen, and then I think in the, the director's cut, it's uh, an excess. Still a good song, but it's not the Echo and the Bunnymen. It's no. perfect. Right, right. Yeah, very good one. Yeah, great. Uh, Neil, then, you're number two. So I was specifically thinking of the uh, first movie. It's John McClane. That's my number two. Is it really? My number two. I mean, as progressively got on in the movies, he became more and more of an untouchable superhero rather than a hero. But that first movie, there's no other movie, I think, that has done it as well, of an everyday man having to become a hero and doing his own thing. Um, I don't think any other movies has achieved it as much. And thank God it was Bruce Willis and not Sylvester Stallone, his first thought. Imagine that. Or Burt Reynolds. Or Burt Reynolds, yeah. So that was supposed to have been Stallone and Die Hard originally. Like one, of the, they one of the people put up, yeah. 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 Oh. There's a few that Stallone turned down, thankfully. Beverly Hills Cop's another one. I, I don't <laughs> know how that would have worked with him being blacked up. <laughs> <laughs> he would have went for it. Yeah. Oh, maybe actually, that's maybe more Mel Gibson's kind of way to go. Into... Yeah. <laughs> Mel Gibson but, went I mean, for he's, He is the the literal um, man in the wrong place at the wrong time, obviously not just once, but quite a few times <laughs> in his life. But yeah, the one thing about John McClane is starts off like pristine and nice and clean. And mm. by the end of it, he is just this bloody broken mess. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what I love about those kind of heroes. It's somebody that, that is put in that situation where he's never really completely in control. He doesn't no. know what's going to happen. He's to the point where he's telling, um, I can't remember the cop's name, but telling him to say to my wife, you know, that I love her and, and stuff. So he's he's thinking he's not going to come out of it alive. It's one of my favourite movies of all time. Yeah. With that shadow of a doubt. And, uh, it's very strong. Very yeah. strong. That's why I had it at number two as well. Uh, right, before we reveal our number ones, uh, Andy, if you want to just give your rundown of 10 to 2, and then Neil do the same and I'll do the same before we give our number ones. Okay, so 10, I have Trinity. Number 9, I have Ophelia from Pan's Labyrinth. Number 8, Tony Stark. Number 7, The Bride, Beatrix Kiddo. Number 6, Sydney Prescott. Number five, Aragon. Number four, Batman, Bruce Wayne. Number three, Ellen Ripley. And number two, Donnie Darko. Wonderful. Neil? So my number 10 is Jack Burton from uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Then we've got number nine, Robert McCall from The Equalizer. Number eight, Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Number seven, Rocky Balboa. Number six, Ash Williams from the Evil Dead trilogy. Number five, John Wick. Number four, James Bond. Number three, Han Solo. And number two, John McClane. Lovely. And mine is number 10, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Number nine, George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. Eight, Sean from Shaun of the Dead. Seven, Neville Longbottom from Harry Potter. (laughs) Six, uh, Sarah Connor from the Terminator movies. Five, Ellen Ripley from Alien. Four, Mr. Frodo Baggins from Lord of the Rings, three, Rocky Balboa, and number two, John McClane. So, Andy, would you like to give us your number one movie hero, please? My number one is my namesake, Sarah Connor. Terminator 2 is my favourite movie of all time for reasons apart from the fact that it's a great movie and there's sentimental reasons behind it as well. Um, It's... 
the perfect action movie and every, I think it's probably the perfect sequel. Sarah Connor as a character from the first one, as we were talking about earlier on, she's this kind of meek waitress who is thrust into this situation not of her own doing. She's told she has to give birth to the saviour of mankind and there's a crazy guy in a trench coat chasing after her with a sawn-off shotgun and a really hefty Austrian guy being there as well. And then just her, her, her character change into Terminator 2 where she is the ultimate badass. She's doing pull-ups on her bed. She's stabbing doctors in the knee. She's beating the shit out of sex offenders with a truncheon. Like, and and then just... She obviously has her flaws where she tries to shoot a family, but putting that to the side, um, yeah, I just think she's... The for me, the especially in that second movie, the ultimate action hero. Um, she's just fantastic, and that baggage that she's got as well of knowing for years that this is what she's got to the end of the first Terminator. There's a storm coming, I know, um, and she still carried through with it. Mm. Is quite a because I'd imagine. See, there is no fate but what we make for ourselves in Terminator Two. She could have decided not to do that. You never know, like. But she went with it, and she she owned it. I suppose is the best way. And she is the hero of the Terminator movies. You have your Arnie, who's the 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 muscle, but she's the brains. She's the the real protagonist. I think throughout all of them. Mm. Mm. Yeah, great choice. Like that that moment where, like you say, she's so strong and such a, a powerful hero through that mm. movie. But as soon as she sees Arnie, mm. she just breaks and crumbles. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. almost like that whole facade of her being this strong hero that she feels she has to be, mm-hmm. completely wiped away when she sees this per- this face from her past. Yeah, that she knows mm-hmm. is, is, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Well, I mean, Linda Hamilton is fantastic. Yeah, her mm-hmm. performance over both movies and the fact that the way she changed herself for both movies is just incredible. Um, and we were talking about Dark Fate earlier on. I do like Dark Fate, and she'd taken a huge step away from acting. Mm-hmm. But it was that movie that made her come back. I remember hearing the story she told that her neighbours didn't know she was an actress until they seen the poster for Dark Fate on a billboard. Because like, right. she's not done anything for years. I mean, the last thing mm-hmm. I remember seeing her in was Dante's Peak. Yeah. Um, oh, Christ, she, yeah. She might have done something since then, but just, yeah, it's just, it's just a fantastic performance, a fantastic character. I think James Cameron is good at getting strong female characters in his movies like he, mm-hmm. he developed Ripley as well to a, a, a different way a different extent um, yeah just outstanding yeah mm-hmm. good one go on then Neil what's your number one I'm wondering if it might be the same as mine um, particularly I'm going to go with one movie that he stars in which is probably my one of my favourite movies of all time Raiders of the Lost Ark it's got to be Indiana Jones <laughs> that's my number one as well yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, he is your classic boy's own hero, isn't he? He goes right, he takes right back to the old chapter serials that Pav would remember that we used to watch on a Saturday morning. You'd have Flash Gordon or... I'm not that fucking old, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> they were on when you were on it. Well, they were, but they were reruns. It wasn't like of the course they were. Ryan with Flash Gordon well, no, and Harry no. Buster Crab and all Do that. You remember, there was Dick Barton, the, the secret spy they showed yeah, and things cool. like that. And, you know, it's, it, it harks back and... I don't know whether, Andrew, you'd remember, but there used to be these, like, commando little comic and action books. Oh, my, that you... my dad had loads of them. 
which was always so, a boy's <laughs> own adventure. And Indy would have been straight out of one of those books. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the, the line in it that sums up everything up when it when they turn to him, what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm making this up as I go along. I think it's perfect. It, you yeah. know, it means that he's human to the rest of us. He gets hurt. He gets battered. Um, Harrison Ford, thankfully, is the man that made him that. I mean, could you imagine if it had been Tom Selleck? Yeah, yeah. but you say that, but you, you would have not thought of anyone else but Tom yeah. Selleck. Well, you're really? saying that, but, it, you know, I think Harrison Ford brought his own to it. Thank oh, he's... Christ, yeah. He's perfect. He is... Yeah, he is, is indie, oh. isn't he? He's yeah. more indie than he is Han Solo, to me. Yeah. And the fact that they ended it after the third one as well, and they never even thought about making a fourth one, that was brilliant. Is there a fourth one? I think, no. No. (laughs) There's not going to be a fifth one either. Yeah, they were filming that up here, actually. Yeah, it's been delayed, hasn't it, again? um, Something's gone on, but they reckon it'll be 80 when he's filming it. (laughs) No. Yeah, he's 79 now, yeah. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, Glasgow, the place that films everything now. Batman was filmed now, wasn't it? We had uh, the Batman, the Robert Pattinson one. We've got Batgirl filming just now. I drove past the set today. Right. Uh, Which has got Michael Keaton in it, and there's like a mural to... There's like a mural of that Batman. Um, We had... They turned... So um, I work in delivery. Right. And I have to deliver into the city centre and they'd shut off all the streets you need to drive in. It's all one way right. uh, to change uh, Glasgow city centre into 1960s New York, maybe for Indiana Jones or maybe 70s. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's Kennedy. Yeah, 60s, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, we had Glasgow, we had um, uh, Neil, if you know, George Square. Yep. In Glasgow, that was changed into Philadelphia for World War Z. Or? Z yeah, it's a guy that is where I stay mm. was actually sat in the cafe watching that being filmed. Right, okay. Cool. They told him, you can't come out of the cafe for a bit, but everything you have is free mm-hmm. while we just film this bit. And he sat and watched it, bird's eye view. Mm. The Flash as well. I was um, <clears throat> I actually was heading into the city centre to watch football with my dad, and they were filming The Flash, but it was a guy in Ben Affleck's Batman suit Right, drive uh, riding a motorbike and getting oh, chased, the pictures to that. Yeah. Getting chased yeah. by the big army truck or something. Yeah, mm. we give, it must be cheaper to turn Glasgow into America than film in America. <laughs> it's the tax breaks, isn't it, that Scotland's doing? I yeah. read about it. It's yeah. they're giving huge tax breaks. Yeah, brilliant stuff. Money. But yeah, indie. Going back to indie. Yeah. Sorry, what I... a movie hero. They're just to me is the ultimate. You have. I do, and the thing is, I the, the one line I relate to now, watching the movies now, is it's not the years, it's the mileage. Yeah. That's what I tend to relate to now, being 50-odd, whatever it is I am. Mm. But I, it's, he is, to me, you know, if adventure has a name, it's Indiana Jones. <clears throat> yeah. And that, for me, is the ultimate, ultimate yeah. And Raiders of the Lost Ark, I heard Steven Spielberg speak personally and say it's the only film he can watch and relax while he watches it and not think of it from a director's point of view oh, of really? his movies. Yeah, it's his only film, Raiders. Nice. Well, it's a perfect movie. It's one mm. of the perfect movies, isn't it? It is. So there we go. There's our top tens. Now, we've got some honourable mentions that were sent to us. So Jennifer N. Sunshine, what a lovely name. That is nice. Uh, she had Trinity as her uh, top one. Uh, at this one, Samantha said, movie heroes for me has got to be Rocky Balboa and Maximus Decimus Meridius. Oh, gladiator, yeah. Dan said, I'm a Potterhead 
and my movie hero is Voldemort. He would have been, <laughs> he would have been victorious too if it hadn't have been for that lightning scar foreheaded shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like the cut of his jib. You had um, your man from Lord of the Rings who wanted to conquer a whole world. Voldemort only had to take over a school and he fucking failed. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's so shit. Uh, there you go, Dan. That's uh, Andy that said that. Not us. Uh, Andrew that Adams up. said, Kevin Costner in Dragonfly and in The Bodyguard. Uh, Marie, uh, Mary Jane Sims said, Mel Gibson in Braveheart. Okay. And Paul Newman, The Verdict. Now, I wouldn't... See, because what Hollywood did to the Braveheart or to you know, the Braveheart, the William Wallace story, mm-hmm. I thought it's a bit, you couldn't really put him as a hero because it's sort of, a lot of it is made up. I mean, look, here I am, an Englishman, sort of telling the Scottishman all about Braveheart. <coughs> um, well, I mean, I wasn't going to mention it, but then you started talking about how cheap Scottish people are. So, um, <laughs> that wasn't yeah, me. I mean, that, that, was, that, was, that was that Sassanac he, over there. <laughs> the Braveheart movie is one that I watched a lot when I was younger, um, when I had a bit more <laughs> been a bit more of an anti-English sentiment about myself, mostly based around football. Right. Um, <clears throat> so if there was going to be something on, you would stick Braveheart on just to get the blood boiling. Um, <laughs> now I'm more, now I'm more um, mature and I realise that Mel Gibson's a horrible bastard and watching anything that he's in is, can be quite difficult. Um, yeah, it's historically inaccurate. I mean, the, the woman who he falls in love with or... or he knocks her up anyway and you find out at the end of the movie yeah um i think she was three years old when he died in real life and yeah i mean there's the thing about wallace is you don't actually know a huge amount it's mostly done off of i think the movie's based around it's a poem or a a song by blind oh i forgot his name anyway it's a it's based off of this kind of tale anyway about william wallace it's it's all it's all folklore that's been passed down But then, and then Hollywood get their hands on it and decide that they want to change this because it's better for the story. And mm. yeah, so mm. that I, you know, but Marie, if that's what you want, that's what you want. I'm not going to say it's wrong. <laughs> and uh, then film it in Ireland because Ireland looks more Scottish. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. um, that's Hollywood for you. Stu yeah. uh, Grant said The Dude from Big Lebowski, Superman, Christopher Reeve, Samuel Loomis. Now, Sam, I didn't no. look up. Loomis, isn't that the guy from Halloween? No. That's Dr. Loomis, eh? Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's his first name. I don't actually know. His first name, that's quite bad. Yeah. I, but is he, I mean, he's, he spends a lot of the movie running around but not getting anything. And he came back in <laughs> Halloween 4, didn't he? <laughs> okay, it might he's not be much of something else. Should have Googled it. Uh, and Zira, so I'm assuming that's from... Uh, that's Planet of the Apes, isn't it? Cornelius and Zira. Uh, Ashley Williams, uh, Peter Venkman, David Dunn, Gandalf, Marty McFly, and Kermit the Frog. And on Instagram, below underscore average underscore man said John McClane, Indiana Jones, Ashley Evil Dead, Luke Skywalker, Ellen Ripley, and Clarice Starling. Oh, Clarice. Mm, Clarice. There you go. Mm. Good one. So there you go. Yeah, um, interesting. Uh, Neil, do you want to just give everybody info on how they can get hold of us and all of that gubbins? Of course I can. So you can find us on all the social medias under at top 10 pods. 
Uh, give us a click, give us a like, come and follow us wherever you may be. Email us at top10pods at hotmail.com with either your answers to any of our top tens or a new one. Give us some ideas. Come and help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash top10pods where you can get rewards such as our episode super early, bonus episodes, behind the scenes videos, and even a chance to be a guest yourself. And check out all the links via Linktree. You can find them in the link in the show notes below. And please come and subscribe. Leave us a rating review on Apple Podcasts or subscribe and follow us on any other platform that gives you your podcasts. Wow, you fired through that, didn't you? Jeez. Didn't we? I'm like one of those things at the end of an advert. <laughs> Uh, talking to Patreon, we've got a new reward out now where you, there's um, video playlists for every episode. Starting from episode 21. So just so sort of legally, it's not every single episode that we've done. From episode 21, you'll now find a playlist, a video playlist relevant to what we talk about uh, on the episode. Uh, also, for you watching on YouTube, uh, I've got a t-shirt on. <laughs> One of our top 10 uh, of anything podcast t-shirts. The link is in the show notes, uh, podcastmerch.co.uk forward slash top 10 pods, I think is the right one. But the uh, link is in the show notes. Andy and your podcast, will put the, the link in the show notes for the podcast as well. So please listen out for Andy's uh, podcast. What have you got coming up on your pod? So the next episode we'll be recording is A Marvelous 2021 which is going to look back at everything Marvel released, um, including the TV shows, the latest Spider-Man, the animated What If uh, series they had out. Um, and then after that, we're going to get back to the kind of normal programming, starting with A Scanner Darkly. We're going to be nice. on that. Mm-hmm. Nice. So just click the link and uh, go and subscribe and listen. Uh, Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks yeah. for having me. a lot of fun. And again, not as, not as many duplicates i thought there was going to be there were some really interesting ones there so thank you very much and to apologize when i'm next up in glasgow andrew i'll buy you a pint yeah i don't have any money i'm skint i'm cheap and scottish so i need you to buy me one. Oh, that's all right you just got a homebrew have you oh yeah loads, loads. Yeah. no of course i will that's my treat they'll be waiting yeah. for you at the border neil they'll be waiting oh, they always for you do. at the border don't you and know? they always wave when i leave as well yeah they do very polite <laughs> uh, Andy thank you once again for joining us cheers guys brilliant thank you very much Neil thank you very much guys right thank you very much everybody and let's go start the countdown 10 Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.